Blog Talk Radio.
Pete Rose's Pete Rose's lifetime ban from baseball has been lifted. He's now reinstated. So does this mean he'll actually get into the Hall of Fame? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'm going to say no. I think there's too much of a risk with having him in the Hall of Fame. What happened now? Sorry, that daddy tax hit me. What happened? <laughs> oh. I, I will keep myself. Pete Rose. Pete Rose's lifetime band has been lifted. About time. About time. Put him in the hall, damn it. <laughs> that, was, that was my question. Will he, will he actually get into the hole? Put, put him in. Please put him in. This, this has right. been going on long, too long. Put him in. Okay. Here's where I'm at with it. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. I mean, despite the fact that he did bet on baseball, he is still your all-time leader in hits. Fact. Also, you have other players who are who every year get eligible for the Hall of Fame who cheated <laughs> using steroids <laughs> or any other uh sports enhancement enhancement drug. So honestly, Pete Rose should get in based on the fact that you got guys who are eligible that who's taking steroids, normally took steroids. And the fact that he wrote still holds major baseball major league baseball record. So he deserves he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Will he be a rest compared to half the guys who are eligible? No. I look at it like this, y'all. Like you just you just hit the nail on the head, Jill. The man currently has the record for the most hits in a career. The man was one of the best players on the field, and he was a very good manager. Did he bet on baseball? Yes. Was it was it unethical? Hell yes. Did it hurt the game? That's debatable. But the bottom line is, the man was a player. He was a great player. He was a he was a pretty good manager, and he needs to be moralized. This whole crap with him having to be on his lifetime band and not be eligible for a Hall of Fame has been the biggest bunch of garbage I've seen in baseball. And finally, it's lifted. Finally, he can get into the hole. He can finally be immortalized the way he should have been immortalized years ago. Okay, here's where I'm at with it, though. I'm mad that it took Bud, Bud Silly to leave for that to happen, though. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was like, once they got a new commission, I mean, hey, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, before we move on, I just got to say, like I said, you said you, once, you hit the nail on the head again also with the fact that you have a bunch of cheaters who are eligible for the Hall of Fame. And ain't nobody sitting here saying, oh, 
don't put him in. Oh, don't do this, don't do that. He rolls bet on baseball, which, I mean, you really can't do anything as a manager to help you with baseball betting. Well, there's, there's some things you could do, but not much. But these guys took steroids to help them hit more home runs, had their stats. Yeah, absolutely. Why are you not having lifetime bands? I'm just saying. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree. That's uh, that's more, you know, that's that's it's my mind that uh, the um, steroids cheating is, you know, worse than definitely worse than uh, definitely worse than the better. Absolutely. It really is. It's just like, come on, man. Let's let's be for real. Yeah, yeah come on, son. Exactly. Exactly. But yo, real quick though, fellas, who did any of y'all see uh, UFC one ninety four on Saturday? It's for the uh, for the what for the thirteen seconds? Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I'm glad. I, I will tell you, I was glad I was at a bar and uh, didn't have to pay for the thirteen seconds. You know, save a little money that way. <laughs> Chills. What about you? Did you see it? Yeah, I, I I saw it. I I was actually uh, working at the same time, but I definitely uh, I definitely saw it. Hey, chill. Hey, chill. Did you see Did you see the thirteen second uh, fight? Uh, no, I didn't. I was at work. Thank God. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so for those of y'all who are out there listening, who are wondering what the hell are we talking about, or if you're wondering what the hell we're talking about, you must be living under a rock or something. Conor McGregor. Jose Aldo was one of the most was, was a very hyped uh, UFC featherweight championship match. Jose Aldo hasn't hadn't lost in like God knows how long. You know McGregor was pretty much an underdog. Nobody gave him a chance. Like nobody gave him much of a chance to beat uh, uh, Aldo and take his championship. And that's so you know the fight started. And once you blinked, it was over. Uh, he hit it with one left hook, and that was it. And in 13 seconds, Aldo was dethroned as the featherweight champion. And Conor McGregor of Ireland went down in history. This is a, it was a historic knockout. It was the fastest knockout in a championship match in UFC history. Thirteen seconds into the first round, and I'm just like I'm dumbfounded. I'm like I just found it to be incredible that a fighter the caliber of Jose Aldo just took one shot and boom, that was it. Tim, what about you? What did you think of? of that, that whole situation. Oh, I'm totally, I, I totally agree. It was, I expected a better flight. I expected it to go, obviously I expected it to go longer, longer than 13 seconds. You know, by the time I put my drink down, it was over. <laughs> I mean, it was just, I was, I was sitting in the tinderbox watching this fight and I'm just sitting at my table I'm looking. I'm looking at my laptop, playing my golf game. I got my juice. I got my cigar, and I'm just sitting there like, okay, this is gonna be good. I'm looking at the fight. Next thing I know, boom, it's over. I'm like, what? Wait, what, what happened? <laughs> but that just that just goes to show you, you know, when it comes to MMA, it's like so unpredictable. Like shit, like that can happen at the drop of a hat. It's yeah. crazy. Like look at look at look at look at Ronda Rousey. Everybody thought that Ronda Rousey would be undefeated until 
she finally decided to retire. Next thing you know, here comes Holly Holm and one kick, and that was it. By the way, Rousey is getting her rematch in July, by the way. So what do y'all think about that? Ronda Rousey getting a rematch. I think it's good. I think she'll uh, – I'm hoping she'll do better this time around. All right. Okay. <laughs> Champ, you actually hit it. You actually hit it. You actually hit it on uh on the head with it. The unpredictability of the UFC. I mean, you don't know when the favorite is going to finally fall. I mean, Rousey does get a rematch. I mean, that might be great for UFC because I mean. At this point, she is still their main attraction. Hopefully, I think this time it will be a a different outcome. Well, I ain't gonna say a different outcome, but a better fight. You think Holly defeated her title with that fight? Chills. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I think, I think she. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, I think she'll. Uh, I think she definitely deserves the fight. I think it'll be uh, the, the rematch. She definitely deserves a rematch. So I, I ask you first, uh, Tim. Does Ronda Rousey regain her championship at that rematch or no? I'm gonna go yes. I'm gonna go yes. Yeah, she's tough. She's, uh, you know, she's a lot tougher than me. So I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> All right, my homie, chills, right. chills, chills, chills. What do you think? I'm not going to say that she won't. At the same time, I'm not going to say that she will. Because, I mean, the rematch will be a better fight than the first one because, I mean, I mean, Holly Holmes, just, she took away Ronda's strength in the first fight. She made her try to actually box her. Ronda is not a boxer. Now, if Ronda could work on her actual boxing, she will have a better chance at Holly Holm. Once, once she could figure out that she 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 didn't figure out that she couldn't that she it would take more than her just trying to take her take Holly Holm down to actually beat her. Ronda's gonna have to learn how to seriously box her and use some of that jujitsu. I mean, I'm undecided with it. She has a chance to do it. I will say that. I'm going to say that as much as I'm a fan of Ronda Rousey, I like I love Ronda. She she does she's she's an amazing fighter. I think I have to go and say that I think that Holly will, you know, defend her championship and you know, Make herself be the the new standard bearer when it comes to female MMA female fighters in the UFC. Though I think that again, it'll be a lot more competitive fight than what it was their first fight. I think it'll go longer than the second round. I think it might go actually go to a decision. I think that's probably where Holly will win it off a decision. That's yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I I definitely I tend to agree with that. I think it'll be uh I think it'll definitely go down to the last wire. 
So, who saw WWE TLC on Saturday, on Sunday, though? Absolutely. I missed it. I didn't catch it at all. Oh. Oh, man. Oh. Um, he doesn't know what he missed. <laughs> I will say this. It was, a, it was a pretty good pay-per-view. It was a pretty good pay-per-view. Um... I'll go over the results real quick, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Um, New Day retained the tag team titles in the ladder match, which was a freaking amazing uh, ladder match, triple triple ladder match with the Usos and Lucha Dragons. That was an amazing match. Uh, uh, Jack Swagger and Del Rio fought in a chairs match for the U.S. title. Del Rio ended up winning it. Uh, It was a brutal, brutal match. I mean, nothing really to write home about, but it was still a pretty decent match. Uh... Rusev and Ryback in a uh, match that just I had no interest in whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Rus- Rusev won. He made um, Ryback pass out in the accolade and got the victory. Okay, nice, or whatever. Um, Charlotte defeated Paige to retain the Divas Championship with help from her Hall of Fame father. Woo! And all Woo! That exactly. Um the um, Dean Ambrose, your new uh, Intercontinental Champion, uh, dethroned Kevin Owens in a really good matchup. Um, also, uh, you know, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship, uh, Sheamus retained in the TLC match. Uh, the the four, the eight-man uh, tables match was won by the Wyatt family. They actually had three survivors, Bray Wyatt, Braun Strowman, and... Uh, Eric Rowan, well, actually, it was Luke Harper, I'm sorry. Eric Rowan was the only one eliminated on that side. Um, and then, yeah, the TLC match, Sheamus won with the help of the League of Nations. He ended up keeping a championship. And then Roman Snap beat up the League of Nations with, League of Nations with chairs. Triple H came out to try to uh, intervene. He ended up getting beat up with a chair, beat the hell. They beat, he beat the hell out of him, which led to Raw. But before we get into Raw, um, Tim, what what were your thoughts on on TLC? You know, I thought TLC was a was a lot better than the last pay per view. Uh, I I actually loved how Roman uh, went completely insane in the end. There, uh, that was awesome. Uh, kind of reminds me of when I play hockey. Uh, so that was awesome, and uh, that needed to happen. He was just pushed to a point, and uh, yeah, absolutely the. Uh, the tag team match, that was amazing as well. The tag team ladder match was my was probably my favorite match of the night because that just those battles did some amazing, insane crap. Like yeah. the Sierra, the soul that uh threw the ladder off the top of the ladder. <laughs> yeah. They just they were doing some insane in that matchup. I mean, it was just like, you know, it took me back to when, you know, TLC was first introduced by the Dudleys, Edge and Christian, and the Hardy Boys, and all the insane stuff that they did. And it was just like, I just it just took me back to that, how insane the match can be. And the Usos, the Lucha Dragons, and, and, and the New Day really, you know, reminded me of that, reminded me of how insane and how crazy that match can be and how dangerous that match can be. I mean, those six, <laughs> those six men put it all on the line. Yeah, they were beating the hell out of each other. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you know, Roman 
Roman Reigns with the with the with the epic epic uh rage at the end of the at the end of the event though Tim I don't know Tim I don't know if you caught this a lot of yeah. people said they caught this I caught it too but did you catch when Triple H was getting hit with a chair did you catch when he kept when he told Roman Reigns to hit him again did you catch that I missed that part I didn't see that part you know what happened? he when he hit him he hit him with the chair, and he was yeah. down. And I guess he was trying to call him out, call him to tell him to do it again. But somehow, the mic, the mic caught him saying oh in the camera, "Yeah," because you know everybody knows in wrestling, like they like to you know talk to each other and call spots and you know what they're going to do next in the ring yeah. or something like that. And somehow it you know it caught Triple H telling him, "Hit him again, hit me again with the chair." And I just you know found out to be the funniest shit in the world. It was like, uh-oh. Like, as if people didn't know already, now they know. <laughs> but it was, it was just funny. Hey, hey, Chills, did you see Raw, Chills? I didn't even get a chance to catch Raw. Been working, oh, man. Me, son. <laughs> oh, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah, that's right. You are you are on that Jamaica stands with, like, 15 jobs and shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. But um, dog, Raw was like Raw was even more crazy. Like first off, I said on a wrestling group, Vince McMahon equals ratings. That man came into a Raw first Raw he's been to in over a year, and the ratings went up twenty seven percent for that show. And then to top it off, you have your World Heavyweight Championship change hands. On a free show, the last time that happened was four years ago when John Cena won the WWE Championship from Rey Mysterio, and that was the night that CM Punk returned after he was out for like two weeks when he supposedly walked out the company and stuff. But Roman Reigns ended up becoming the champion, uh, beating Sheamus, even with interference from you know Mr. McMahon and the League of Nations. So I'm like, so. Tim, I, Tim, I'll get to you um, next, but Chills, are you a fan of Roman Reigns as the WWE World Heavyweight Champion? Honestly, you want my honest opinion? Honest. honest. You yeah. know we do honestly no. on this show, dude. <laughs> no. You you realized that was a rhetorical question too, right? I know. But no. No, I'm sorry. No. Uh, I mean, I have reasons why I'm not a fan of Roman as a World Heavyweight Champion. Mm -hmm. One, they try to force they try to force Roman down our throats before Uh he was even even halfway ready. Next, Mm -hmm. they didn't even let him hold the United States title more than Intercontinental title before pushing him to world title status. They didn't let him actually develop with another single title. Right. Also, his promo still sucks. His mic skills are horrible. His wrestling is meh. I mean, he—I mean, he's one of those guys that truly has the look, and that's it. Unless he does something really amazing, no. Also, I have another. Here's my other reason why I'm not really a fan. 
because he still he has yet separated himself from the shield. He still comes out to the shield scene. He still comes out in the all black shield armor with the vest and the big cargoes with the swap team boots. I mean, it's like they didn't even do enough to give him his own identity. So, am I a fan? No. Unless he does something great? No. Okay. Uh, follow-up question for you, though. Do you do you think that, like, do you feel that this championship reign is going to be a bad one? Like, do you think that he'll surprise people and make it a good reign, or do you think that he is who he is, he, he is who he is, and it's going to be a bad reign? Only way this this ring has a chance of being good is if his opponents and upper management carry him through this ring. That's it. That's the only way. Again, we don't know what we don't know if Roman can carry this belt. I mean, this guy is struggling doing simple stuff in the ring. So you think this guy's gonna be a world champion? Only way his his title ring has some success is if someone can carry him. Either his opponents, the author his feud with the authority authority that's coming up, or he magically gets becomes a Paul Heyman client. That's it. Hmm. Well, I mean I, I hear I hear I definitely hear what you're saying, my brother. I definitely hear what you're saying. So, Tim, I asked you the same question. Um, I asked you the same question, Chills. Do you – how do you feel about Roman Reigns being the world heavyweight champion? You know what? I like it. He's uh, – I, yeah, I, I get the uh, whole thing that he's still with the uh, – you know, still the, you know hasn't been gone away from the whole Shield thing. But uh, I like it. He, you know – He's tough. I love the long hair. I love his like, not like darker, but his uh, he's like tough guy image. And I, 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 I'm Team Roman, baby. Okay. Um, and then follow up question: Do you think that this will be a good championship reign? Do you think he'll make it a good championship reign, or do you think it's not going to be a good championship reign? I think he will. I think he'll make it a good championship reign. Uh, I think he'll have maybe a couple challenges along the way that will give him. A, people that will give him a challenge, but uh, other than that, I think it will be definitely be a good uh, championship reign. Okay. All right, here are my thoughts here. I'm, I've, I've always been on the fence with Roman Reigns. I've always been on the fence with him. Uh, when he won the Royal Rumble, I was kind of like, you know, like wasn't too sure if it was a good idea for him to win the Royal Rumble. Um, I do agree that he is still not very good when it comes to uh, cutting promos, especially when he's in the ring. Um, but then again, you know, I, everybody knows I do the backyard wrestling thing. I can tell you that that's not the easiest thing in the world, trying to cut a promo in the ring, though he has a script, whereas we don't. We have to go – we get, like, certain talking points, we got to go and do it. So I get that. But at the same time, when you have a script, you got to go out there and do it. Um, so do I think, you know, do I agree with him becoming the world champion? I'm on the fence. 
I mean, I think that I I can somewhat understand the move, especially given the fact that recently it seems like everybody has turned around and has become Roman Reigns fans, as, and then all of a sudden they really turned at TLC when he beat the shit out of Triple H, and then all of a sudden everybody was a Roman Reigns fan, and then on top of that, you then then the next night then they turn around and in Philly he wins the championship in the same building he got booed when he won the Royal Rumble. So I'm on the fence. I want to see where this goes before I say if it's going to be good or bad. I want to just see where it goes. Now, do I think he's going to have a good title reign or a bad title reign? Again, I want to, I'm on a wait-and-see sort of thing. I want to see what happens. I mean, him winning the championship is setting up a feud with the authority. You know the League of Nations is going to be involved. Especially, you know, now Dean Ambrose has the uh, IC championship. Um, I'm pretty sure they're going to probably – I mean, the writing's on the wall. They're going to probably set up for the Usos to become tag team champions, and then they're going to have championship gold, and then the League of Nations is going to be on them and trying to take the gold from them. I mean, I just see that happening, and if it doesn't, then okay. But I just see that happening. So I'm going to wait and see. I, I want to wait and see what happens – uh, when it comes to this title reign and how it goes, uh, ultimately that's that's all that's all that most of us can do at this point is just wait and see what happens. You never know; it might end up being a really good title reign. Then again, it might end up being a really crappy one. But we won't know until it gets going. So I'm gonna wait and see. But uh, gentlemen. We are now like we we it's time to talk talk uh football. You know, we're um we're in the fourth quarter of the NFL season, which means it's time to talk playoffs. Let's talk about playoffs. <laughs> we got we got to talk playoffs. So, I I have in front of me the um right now what the, the what the playoffs would look like if the season ended this past week. I'm going to go through it, and then I'll get you, you know, I will, you know, we want to get your thoughts on, on it. So, in the NFC, the top two teams will be the Panthers, of course, who are undefeated. No one's beaten them yet. And the Cardinals, who, have lost, who are 11-2 and two right now. Behind them would be the Packers, who will win the North, and the Redskins, who will win the East and be the fourth seed. The wild card teams will be Seattle and Minnesota. On the AFC side, the top two teams will be the Patriots and the Bengals. The uh, the uh, rounding out the top four will be the Broncos and the Colts, and the wild card will be the Chiefs and the Jets. If wild card weekend happened this weekend, it will be Seattle visiting Washington, and the Vikings visiting the Packers on the NFC side. And on the AFC side, the Kansas City Chiefs will be in Indianapolis, and the Jets will go all the way to Denver, to Mile High, and face Denver. So, I want to start with Tim. Tim, <laughs> what do you? What is your thoughts on this? How the playoffs are looking right now? Uh, you know what? I like it. Um, interesting matchups. Uh, the only thing is, uh, if the Redskins do want to play in the uh, the Seahawks are going to have, uh, like, Vietnam flashbacks of RG3 and his knee and that debacle and that 
last time they played them in the playoffs. So I don't know. Uh, hoping they kind of play somebody better, but uh, I'm liking these matchups. Okay. What about on uh, on the AFC side? You know, what do you think about that? Those matchups. I think they're good. Uh, <laughs> you know, like in the uh, Denver, I, it's uh, I, I I like it. They're a uh, lot of intriguing matchups. All right, chills. So, what do you think of how the playoffs would shape up if if the season ended this week? Did we lose? Did we lose chills? Chills. Did we lose them? Hey, chills. Where you at, brother? My bad. Yeah, me. No, you good? Let me now. Yeah, okay. I'm back on. Right. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, okay. we got you, brother. So, what do you think of the what do you think of the matchups oh. if the playoffs were to end this week? That Green Bay and Minnesota matchup will be possibly the most personal matchup of the playoffs because it's. Technically, pretty much a third division game between the two teams, which it will be. Minnesota will have to come to Lambeau, a place where the Packers haven't looked haven't looked too dominant this season. That should be that should be a real interesting matchup, based on the fact that it's division hate. Seahawks at the Scandals. Oh my God! For those who don't know, the Seahawks have eliminated the three times the Redskins have made the playoffs in 2005, 2007, and 2012. So, if the Redskins win the division and pretty much Seattle remains as the fifth seed, Seattle will come to Landover, FedEx Field. And play the skins. Now, here's my here's my real thoughts on this. How will Jay Gruden prepare for this game? And will he prepare for this game? I mean that I mean that's just a question I'm that's really going that's crossing my mind now. I mean we haven't won nothing yet, but if we do have to play Seattle at our home. How will Jay Gruden prepare this team for that? This is a team that has been blowing people out as of as recent. I mean, they almost shut out Minnesota. At Minnesota. Like, I mean, this is starting to look like the Seahawks team from the past three seasons. If they do play the Skins, how, how does John Gruden get the team ready for that? AFC, that Denver versus New York matchup, I think that that's gonna be that's gonna be the return of Peyton Manning as the starter. Peyton has had his rest; he's fresh. I think he's gonna be in sync. The Jets' pass defense is isn't really that impressive. Hate to say it, but I'm gonna be real with it. It's not. <laughs> that defense has been burnt this season. I mean. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been playing unbelievable, but I don't see them getting past Denver, at Denver. Kansas City? You know what? They got a shot. 
Like, <laughs> I mean, this team has been on fire. I mean, on the road at home, they've been on fire. I mean, honestly, they might be one of one of the best teams in the AFC. They might actually pose a threat to New England. Oh, that's bold. Yeah. <laughs> They're playing complete team ball. They're destroying you from every F, all three aspects of the game. <laughs> True that. True that. All right. I look at these matchups, A- NFC, AFC. I look at, you know, Packers, Minnesota. Yep, that's a division game. It's very rare as you have a division you have division rivals facing each other in the playoffs. It's so rare. But this is a situation we have here. And I look at this matchup, and, I'm, and my first thought is that it's in Lambeau in January. Immediately you, have to, you, immediately you want to give the advantage to Green Bay, except for the fact that this all, last season and this season, Minnesota has played outside. While their new stadium is being built, so it's not like they're not familiar with playing outside in this in this weather at this time of year. So you can't immediately say, "Oh, definitely uh, Green Bay," but I know that that would be a matchup that I would love to watch and just see how that would play all play out in the playoffs with Teddy Bridgewater in his second season. In the playoffs against Aaron Rodgers, who's done it, who's done it before. Then I look at Seattle and Washington, and all I can think of is deja vu in the wrong way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think about deja vu in the wrong way, because it seems like every time. And chills, you said it earlier. Every time we play this team in the playoffs, and it's you, it, whether it's at their house or at our house, somehow, some way, these Bamas pull it out. And the first thing I'm thinking about is if we have to face Seattle in the playoffs, we're one and done. We're immediately one and done, period. You know, I everybody, and somebody could question my faith in this team all you want to, that's fine. You can do that. But I'm just going to keep it real. We're going to be one and done if we have to face Seattle in the wild card on wild card week in January, in the first weekend of January. I just, I, I just don't see it. On the AFC side, Kansas City and, and and Indy. Andrew Luck will probably most likely be back and been and been doing something by that time. Maybe um, he actually has been struggling before he was out with injury, and so and Chills hit the nail on the head. Casey's been hot. I mean, they went even though they had to grind. They had to grind in order to beat San Diego at home this past week. I just – they are a hot team. They're a hot team, and Indy is basically limping them their, their way along in a very weak conf- – in a weak division. So that would be an interesting game to watch. Jets Broncos, you know, Peyton Manning being back, as much as I want to sit here and say Omaha is going to go out there and run rush shot, I can't. I just can't because even though the Jets defense – you know, the Jets defense is a little – a little suspect. Ryan Fitzpatrick has been balling, dude. He has been balling. 
How do I know this? Because he's a starting quarterback in one of my leagues, and he he always gets me points. That dude has been playing such really good football, really good football with Eric Decker and the rest of that receiving core. He's been playing really good football. And that defense, they they may not be a top ten defense, but that defense keeps them in games. And the fact that that offense goes out there and scores points, I I predict a shootout in this game. If this if this matchup happens, I predict a shootout. I really predict a shootout because everybody knows the Broncos can go out there and light it up. Everybody knows that, but I think that the Jets will be able to, and that'll be a shootout. But regardless of whoever comes out of this wild card, they got a tough task, especially whoever the lower seed, the highest seed is. They got to go up against the the lowest seed. They got to go up against the Panthers. And then the highest seed's got to go up against a very a very hot Cardinals team. I I just don't I just don't the the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through either Arizona or it's going to go through Carolina, point blank period. Absolutely, and that's that's where it is. You know what I'm saying? That's where it is. But can y'all believe though that Carolina is still undefeated though? <laughs> yeah, I I I think I think they're due for a loss though. Yeah. You know who they're going to lose to? Tampa Bay. I'm calling in now. You know Ooh. what? I, I, I'm not happy. I'm on, I'm on the bandwagon on that one. Because Tampa, Tampa has, has been pretty impressive over these past few weeks. This is a team that's fucking one game under 500. Like, for real? At this point in the season? Defenses look better. Jameis has looked stellar. I mean, the run game is best. Doug Martin has resurrected his career. This might be the one game that Carol, that Carolina's rocked. Because, honestly, they really don't have nothing left in front of them. So I think a division opponent is going to knock them off for that first L. I mean, the Saints almost did it, but they fell short at the end. It sucks when you don't have a defense. <laughs> I mean, true shit. True you shit. don't have a defense, you lose in the closing seconds of the game. Yeah. I mean, they let fucking Cam go off. They let they let they made fucking Ted Ginn Jr. look like he was fucking fucking the greatest fucking receiver of all time. I mean, Ted Ginn ain't look like that since he was in Ohio State. <laughs> He's right, you know. He's de- you're dead on. You're dead on. Tim, what do you, Tim, what so, do you think I, of I the think undefeated? Of, go ahead, Sam. You think so? I mean, I think Tampa's going. I think Tampa's going to do it. I mean, I look at the Tampa team and they have the they have the talent around them to knock over Carolina. Yeah. Tim, are you are you are you on the bandwagon, Tim, or you think it's somewhere going another way? I'm on the bandwagon. I I was gonna say I think uh, I, I think Tampa Bay's been looking really good, and just something is telling me that the I just got the feeling that uh, they were gonna lose to Tampa Bay, that they were gonna lose to the Bucks. I 
I, it, it's crazy. It's a crazy feeling. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna lose. I said it uh, like a couple weeks ago on two different on on our on a show on our brother station and on this show that it's not gonna be New Orleans. It's not gonna be Atlanta. It's going to be Tampa Bay because that's a trap game. Because nobody in their right mind is going to pick Tampa Bay to beat Carolina. Nobody. With a rookie quarterback and no weapons except Doug Martin, nobody's picking would pick them. And that would be the game where Carolina will lose. Because at this point in the season, they don't really have much to play for except home field throughout the playoffs. That's all they got to play for. And they already have a two game lead on that. All they gotta do is win one more game. And have have Arizona lose, and they got home field throughout. So re- they really don't have much to play for. They already have the division. They already have a first round bye. They already got they got they got everything sewn up except home field throughout. But other than that, they don't have much else to play for. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Tampa has more weapons. I mean, Mike Evans is not is is not a sleeper receiver. I mean, granted, he did get shut down by Josh Norman in that first game, but that was the first game. Round two, I think Mike Evans might have a great game. I mean, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. But like I said, this is, would be a game, again, where you have a team that's just been a juggernaut. I mean, they just came off a, a win against Atlanta where they shut them out, beat the crap out of them in Carolina. Just beat them, the beat the brakes off of them. So you go into this game against Tampa Bay. No one is giving Tampa Bay a chance in hell. They like people are gonna give snowballs a better chance in hell of surviving than Tampa Bay surviving Carolina. And I'm telling you, this is going to be the game where Carolina loses. And if they don't lose this one, they're not losing the rest of the season. They're gonna win out and finish the season undefeated. I think that the one and 15-1 and one is going to be Tampa Bay. And I'm saying it right now, and if it doesn't happen, I will come on this show and I will and I will humble myself and I will say I was wrong. But I'm not – I don't think I'm wrong on this. The one and 15-1 and one is going to be Tampa Bay. It's going to be. I just feel it in my bones. Okay, the pretty much piggyback off what you said. Well, not too much, but I do agree. I think Tampa will be the team to knock them off. But I like how I like how you use my uh, I like how you uh, use my uh, humbleness from uh, last week's show when I said if if Clemson wins it all, I was going to humble myself and apologize. Well, hey. You know I'm still hold. You know I'm gonna hold you to that, just like you gonna hold me to this. Well, you know I'm a man of my word anyway. So, yes, sir. So while we still have time left, is it too early to do Super Bowl predictions? No. Let's do it. All right, starting with you, Tiny Tim. Who you got? Oh man. I've got, you know what, I've got the uh, Carolina Panthers going all the way to the Super Bowl, and they will face 
<laughs> the Denver Broncos. Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah. How did you come yeah. up with that one? How did you come up with that one? Uh, uh, just a just a little hunch of getting that. No, I think Peyton Manning might have. I'm just getting the feeling that Peyton Manning might have uh, one more good run. You know, one like more hurrah on him, a little like juice coming back, and uh, just like in the way the Panthers are looking. And I uh, I love the D for the uh, for the Broncos. So yeah, I'm going to Denver and uh, Denver and Carolina. All right, champ. All right, I think we're. I think we're. I think I'm definitely in agreement that Carolina will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. I mean, again, even though I'm saying that the one is 15 and ones will be Tampa Bay, this team has just got too much in the way of both offense and defense to be stopped. I really do. Defensively, you know, led by Luke Keekley, that team is a complete team right now. And Cam is playing like – he's definitely playing like an MVP candidate, seriously. So I really think that Carolina will represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Who will represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Sorry, I got to go with the obvious pick, New England. I'm sorry, I do. I mean, the one thing I know about New England and Tom Brady and them, once they go into the playoffs, they know what they know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. And I mean, you look at the teams that you look at the the one the, one of the four teams that are going to end up facing them in the divisional round. And I just don't think that any of those teams, the only team that would match up really well and give them a game, would have to be Denver, who ended their undefeated streak. And if Denver does, if Denver happens to get upset by whoever, if Denver is the the third seed and they get upset by whoever the sixth seed is, then it's going to be New England all the way. Now, I didn't hear anybody say who's going to win the Super Bowl, so I'm going to say who's going to win the Super Bowl. Motherfucking Carolina Panthers, y'all. I'm just saying it right now. Motherfucking <laughs> Carolina going to win the Super Bowl, dog. Cam Newton going to win the Super Bowl. Cam Newton going to win the Super Bowl. And everybody's going to be saying, Cam. Whoa, Cam. Cam. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to say this Before I bring this caller on I'm going to say this NFC But of course But of course Carolina Panthers I'm sorry, it's just No one in the NFC can really match them Offensively, they're strong Defensively God, they're intimidating. Uh, AFC. Well, since the fact that Gronk is down, I don't think he's coming back for the playoffs. I think I think Peyton does have a little something left in the tank to get Denver to the Super Bowl. He He's on the team with the best defense that he's ever had ever had. I think the fact that he was rested for these few games is going to give him life again. He was benched for possibly the first time in his career. 
I think we we don't see we won't see thirty nine year old Peyton Manning no more. We're gonna see MVP Peyton Manning in a postseason. Super Bowl. I think this since this is gonna be Peyton's final year, I believe this is gonna be Peyton's last year. He will retire after the season. I'm picking Denver to win it all. But Cam oh, is so you not leaving. You think you think Peyton's gonna go the way of Jim, uh, uh, John Elway, win that Super Bowl, and be like, "All right, I'm done." Yeah, I mean, yes, because I mean, at this point, Peyton has nothing left to play for. I mean, he has a ring, but I think he goes out with one more. And I think this is the year that he does it. Nothing against New England, but without Gronk, Tom Brady's I mean, Tom Brady's not gonna struggle, but Gronkowski Gronkowski is gonna be that missing factor in a postseason. Okay. Alright, that's what's up. So who who's the caller we got on? We will have on. Caller, you on? Six eight eight one. Uh oh. Hello. Lady being shy. Maybe they don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we got five minutes left, fellas. What we doing? MVP, like I said, came all the way. What about oh, yeah. rookie of the year? Rookie of the year, rookie of the year, rookie of the year. Man, um, that's I don't know, man. I, I'm I'm like really dumb. I'm really stumped on that one. Like I really don't know who's really, really, really stood out. To you know, no, oh no, Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley, uh, St. Louis, Todd Gurley of St. Louis. I think he's gonna be rookie of the year because ever since he came on the scene, because remember he missed the first couple games because he was still recovering from his torn ACL. But ever since he got on that field, that dude has been a beast for St. Louis. He has been. He is almost like he is a reincarnation of Marshall Falk. And uh, Stephen Jackson. That's that, and I'm being being real with that. So I think it's Todd Gurley. He's going to be rookie of the year. Yeah, Tiny Tom. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, well, Champ took mine. I totally agree. <laughs> I was going to say Todd Gurley, but uh, absolutely. I mean, he's he's been a beast. You're absolutely right, Champ. Yeah, man, okay. I've had him. On, I had him on my fantasy team, so that's why I know that Todd Gurley's been the man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I have him. I've seen him on one of mine too. But let's see. A month ago, I would have said Amari Cooper, because before the like four four weeks ago, Amari Cooper was on the fire. I mean, yeah, he, was. he was uncheckable. Now, I would have to say. Either Todd Gurley or Jameis Winston. 
at this point. I mean, Todd has been more consistent, but Jameis has got hot at the right time. I mean, you look at the turnaround of Tampa Bay. I mean, this was a team that only had one win back going into the game that they played against the Redskins. Now they're sitting at the same record as as the Redskins. I mean, James has had some good games. But overall, I'm going to say Todd Gurley. Like, he's just been – he's been running shit ever since he returned, ever since he debuted. And he didn't even play a full season. Throw out the Marcus Mariota conversations because I'm sorry. No. Todd Gurley hands down. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yo, this was fun, though. This was a fun show. Absolutely. Well, shit, we still got two, we still got a little over two minutes left. Anything, anything else before we uh, go off here? My final. Yeah. I have a final thought. I have a final. I have a final thought. All right, my final thought is this: They need to do more title changes on free shows. If they want to get their if they want to get their ratings up, WWE needs to do more title changes on free shows, especially like top title changes. They'll they'll, they'll improve their ratings a lot. And Vince McMahon equals ratings. Damn it. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. More title changes on Raw or SmackDown. Um. Uh, I don't know. It it depends on the match. Um, because we. You remember when WCW tried to do it with Hulk Hogan and Goldberg. If they do do that, make sure it's not the first match on the free show. (laughs) Make sure that it's the match after the pay-per-view where the title can change hands. Because we we all remember what happened when WCW did it. They put Goldberg versus Hogan... Monday Night Nitro. Oh no, was it Nitro or Thunder? It was one of the two, but it was Nitro. It was Nitro. They gave away a million dollar pay per view to put it on for free. Million dollar main event, and they gave it away for free, all because they wanted the ratings. Yeah, make sure it's not the first match. Can't do yeah, that. Yeah, no. Especially with two big names. No. Mm-mm. Any final thoughts on Tim? Yeah, totally, totally agree on that. And uh, real quick, uh, I'd love to give a huge uh, shout out to the uh, to the Washington Capitals on their uh, big win tonight too. That was uh, that was awesome. You gotta get the caps shout out, you know. Oh, we gotta definitely talk caps next show, though. Definitely. Now we, definitely. A, now that we have an we have an expert on the panel, we definitely gotta talk caps next time. <laughs> yeah, we definitely do. All right. Mm. Oh shit, we are out of time. Damn, that one that one minute went by very quickly. Well, you have to say time flies when we're having fun. <laughs> it does. I must agree on that. 
tomorrow, 10 p.m., check in, uh, check out my check. DC Super Champ, The Bishop, and Poison. Friday night, we got his and hers. Saturday, we have The Hangout. Follow all two sides of the story shows. You uh, We have an app that's available on Android, iPhone, and a, and, uh, uh, a tablet. We also have our own website, www.tsotsproductions.com. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's been real, y'all. This is Chills. This has been the Skybox. Deuces. And this has been DC's People's Chat. Holla. And this has been Tiny Tim. Peace out, y'all.